We are back after a two-week hiatus. We'll explain all, okay? Everyone's gonna explain what's going on. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's been a little bit. Okay, we missed Off it. The IR. Off the IR. Uh, Manny is now in the, I guess, the, the column of COVID survivor. And I am in the food poisoning, stomach bug survivor. We both missed New Year's Eve. We were laid up. It was terrible. Unbelievable. But Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Welcome in to the All Day Every Day Show. Celebrate Christmas, bro. Did you really? I was in my bed. Is that when you had it? That's when I got it. That was day one. Christmas was day one. I couldn't even. I had to chalk that shit, bro. I was getting over a cold then. It was not COVID, though. If you're watching this episode in 2024, the new episode of the new year, make sure to drop a like, a comment, and subscribe on our YouTube and our Apple Podcasts and Spotify loyal audio listeners. Make sure to drop those ratings down below. They help us out a long, long way. We got a lot of fun uh, things to talk about today. It has been a a wild two weeks. We've been out on clips, out on this and that, uh, but we are back. And I was scrolling through some pictures uh, or some snap memories came up, and it was when I was editing the the first episode of 2023 can't believe we're now <laughs> recording the first episode of 2024. That's I think insane. that's pretty cool, too. And, uh, you know, eventually, with new 2024 already in January, that means we're getting closer and closer to 2024 Tea Party and more GoPro and more action. So, Thanks. fun year ahead. Fun year ahead for this show. We got to get into the simulators I or something. I don't want to touch a pitch right now. <laughs> I don't want to touch anything right Jesus. now. <laughs> All right, we got so many things to talk about today. College football playoff, uh, NFL Week 18, big mm. incentive week for these players, mm. the playoff picture, uh, some fun things to cover with Tua and the helmet cam. We know a lot of you guys saw that on Twitter um, or X. Like, do people call that now? I've been Fuck watching. Fuck no, bro. Don't call that shit X. Bro. Okay. I, I, I watch a lot of the Pat McAfee show, and like they say X all the time. Like, do I need to be they're saying? goofy, bro. They're some goofy <laughs> motherfuckers, bro. Don't say no uh, David Tepper throwing a drink on some fans, with which is now leading to a $300,000 fine. We'll get into that as well. A lot of miscellaneous <laughs> stuff that I'm going to save for the end. Uh, some Knicks and NBA stuff, go, and then some NHL show. stuff to close this, this whole shebang out as we are back in 2024. Let's kick things off with the college football playoff. Oh, my goodness. Can we just say the committee got it right? No. Why? No, we can't, because it was good games. It was good games, and it was good matchups, and I agree. And I'm going to kind of – and I'm jumping to go in our conversation a little bit, but it's a little odd to me that FSU's doing all this crying. I ain't hear a word from Georgia motherfuckers. And when we was in Alabama, all I heard from motherfuckers at Sky Bar was how bad the Georgia fan base was – how much they hate Georgia, how much they can't stand Georgia fans. I actually want to clap it up. Just a slow one, quick one. For the Georgia fans, because I ain't hear no bitching. And I think they could have made a strong case to be in over Texas. But the committee, they, get it. they did do a good job. I mean, if you job. if you look at both of those games, they came down, both of them came down to, to the, the final play. The I, final play. I stayed up all night for the second game. Me too. All night. I, I mean, just in the Texas game, uh, we're going to get to that one. But just in the very last play, the fact that Tex was able to get the ball back, I know we had the injury and that stopped the clock and this and that, but for them to come all the way down the field and then have a shot to win the game, you would have been thinking when Washington had the ball, run the clock out, you know you're going to get the two timeouts. Again, the injury timeout hurt, but it's basically over. 
the fact that they even made it a game, made there's there's multiple chances at the end zone. Fact. I was pretty shocked. I actually thought they were going to win it. There was a lot of people that I knew that had a lot of money on Washington. Uh, Dave oh, Portnoy. Of course, that was the only bet. That was the only bet. Portnoy that winning. That was the bet of the day. Like people, like the Alabama game. It was like, I think Alabama. If you bet on Michigan, you got some balls. Yeah. Like it was like I think Alabama, but this night game, I was like, I'm cool. If Michael Penix sell me. I'm cool with it. And I didn't even know he was on Free Hooli. I didn't even know he was on repping his hometown like that. I didn't even know he was on wearing purple silk do-rag. John and bro. I'm like, damn, my money's in good hands. So shout out Michael Pettix. Even though he was definitely showcased why he's probably the most underrated QB prospect. I mean, he'd be dropping balls in the in the bucket. Romeo Dunze is a problem. I mean, they have three pro wide receivers, but Endo and Johnson's a problem too. His foot might be fucked up. I doubt he plays. His Sadly. foot's been fucked up since like week six, bro. So I got to watch out for that. But about, I won't get to this Bam again. I want to ask you this question about the final play. What did you think about that final play? Because I saw a lot of conversations about motherfuckers say it was a bad call, this bad call, that people was even doing like, they was trying to do their own film breakdowns. What did you think about that final play? So when you look at it, it looks like it was a designed run just from it was. the play. I'm almost going to just go back to and what everyone's talking about with Chase and the snap, and it was a low snap, yeah. and he had to like reach down low to get the snap, and he was yeah. already almost momentum was taking him forward, so he just had to go at 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 the the line of scrimmage, and they knew it was coming, and you know you saw on the sideline reporters at the end of the game asking the Michigan defensive backs, and they're saying what was the play, and uh, we knew it was going to be a design run, right. but if you look at it like from his view, you also have a streaking running back on the left side of the field where if you just dump it off, it's a foot race to the end zone. Maybe he gets into the corner of the end zone. Right, but it was that was like a dead design run, and he's just supposed to occupy the DB on the left side. And the problem I had with motherfuckers trying to criticize a play call, at first I'm questioning it too because it's like, damn. Because there's two things I have. There's people that are breaking down the play call. First of all, there's people that were like, it was a wide open lane. Bro, there's an overhanging corner. What was wide open about it? Playing off the edge. Playing in the biggest game of his life. And he's a damn good football player. He was going to tap, at least try to tackle Jalen Monroe. If he, if he held him up for a second. Like, to, for Monroe to score there, he would have had to completely run through that tackle. So, I mean, all right. You made a good point about that about that snap, and that motherfucker is in the portal. Yeah. He did. He's gone. He did, bro. Like, do you think it had anything to do with it? Because, yo, the whole game I was looking at Twitter and motherfucker. I mean, he was fucking up, bro. Like. Do you think that had anything to do with it? Cause yo, and Kurt, and Kurt, my fault. And Kurt Hershey was he was blowing my shit. Cause when he when he was trying to say, oh that was on that was on Milrow too. That was come on, bro. He said he got to handle those come snaps on, a little bro. bit better. I know his I know I know bro's family watching and all that, but he is a center for Alabama. If he fuck up, he fuck up. When when McCarthy do the pick on the first play of the game, y'all wasn't about to be like, oh that wasn't J.D. McCarthy fault. Y'all was gonna call J.D. McCarthy a dumbass. But well, so I was listening to Saban today on the Pat McAfee show and. He was explaining that they had similar, there were similar issues and problems when they played Auburn in the Iron Bowl with all the clapping. And he was saying that Auburn players were clapping to get attention to other defensive backs and safeties for an, an audible or a different play or a player that was in motion, something like that. And that was throwing off the center because they're playing the whole claps. And, and that's when the snap's supposed to come out. So... With it being so loud in the Rose Bowl, maybe, and at least what Saban was saying and what they were talking about on, on Pat's show today is maybe with the loudness there 
and the crowd and the claps. He wasn't confident enough. Maybe he heard a clap. He doesn't know if it's on two now. Was that one? I know it's on two. I'm so confused now. Then they have AQ Shipley on, 12-year NFL vet center, and he's like, it's like the yips in golf was his quote. And it's like, if you don't have that confidence, then you don't know like wh- where you're supposed to. That's what I'm about to say. I'm like, all right, valid. But, but also, too, you are a center on Alabama in the You Rose still have Bowl. that defensive we line. You can't be having these problems. Michigan was all over them for, from the jump, yeah, from the bad. beginning. No, so it's, it's like, bad. now I got to worry about how fast I can get this ball out. Am I on the right cadence? And as soon as I snap the ball, I got to make sure five of these guys don't get the fifth sack in the first six minutes of the damn game. I'm going to keep it 100, though. I'm going to keep it 100. Michigan, like, quote-unquote dominated the game. This is going to sound crazy. Michigan, quote-unquote, dominated the game, but I literally think Alabama could have won by at least 10 if they wanted to. At least 10 if they wanted to. Like, shout-out to Michigan for getting a dub because that's this is why this is what makes playoffs so great, right? Is Michigan, in my opinion, better than Alabama? Fuck no, hey. But this certain day when Alabama, I don't think they had their best game, Michigan played a damn good game. I don't think Michigan played their best game either. But I think, like, their best game they could play. But I think this is the best game we've seen Michigan play all season in the context, maybe besides the Ohio State game, but in the context that is fucking Alabama on the Rose Bowl. So shout-out to Michigan. They have a problem versus the Phoenix in the chip. I know where my money's going. I don't think Michigan can score with these boys. And I don't think they – I don't think – they're going to be fucking up with Washington. But you talk about a, a, another, you know, Pac-12 defense who lets up a shitload of points. Oh, yeah. Blake Corum going to have a – I might drive to Jersey, change my geolocation to take Blake Corum rushing yards. Like, he might and do something. multiple touchdowns. Yeah, like, he might do something crazy. But I, I got Washington. That's and, and I mean, for, for – It's be the way better story. Oh, but they're going to try to do this whole Jim Harbaugh suspension. Oh, my. God. So well, you bring up and the point with Harbaugh. Is he is he now solidified that he's leaving Michigan after this year? Is he gonna go to the NFL now? Win or lose? Because like, that's the conversation like, now. Why would he do that? Like, why? I understand that's a conversation, but why? Look what he's done at Michigan, bro. Look at they've been for all intents and purposes dominating the game, the series in the last five years. I think they've won three of the last five. He's built the, – they've been the college football playoff the last two, three years in a row. In the natty. He's losing his best crop, which is like the J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum crop. Aiden was before that too and that whole crop, which was a nasty recruiting crop. Shout out to Jim Harbaugh for that. But I don't think – what well, he's built at Michigan, we haven't seen him this, this relevant in so long. He's so comfy, cozy, bro. He could Joe Pod this thing out. Like, he don't got to go nowhere, He doesn't bro. have to go anywhere. He don't got – and like – he could put himself in a position where he could start getting that saving bag. Because they, the motherfuckers at Michigan got it. And they love that motherfucker. We did this for you, Jim. They love that motherfucker <laughs> like that, boy. I understand the conversation, but if I'm him, I don't know if I'm leaving, bro. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tough now because... Because if he goes to the NFL, where was he going to go? Carolina? Motherfucker, no. You going to go Denver? Chicago. Chicago? <laughs> Hell no. Because it was last year, it was, it was Denver... Then that kind of fizzled out, and we're, we just see more and more. We have the possibility of him leaving, and then teams fizzle out, and he fizzles out, and he's going to stay in Michigan. And then we really thought that when this all these allegations came out that and and his contract got stripped. Now, obviously, the extension is back, right. but when it was stripped, it was like, oh wait a minute, now he can just say, you know what, I'm done. But if you win here, isn't it 
it's not that maybe maybe it is maybe it's like it's it's time i i i did everything i could and now it's time to go join my brother back in the nfl trying to get into the league i didn't even peep though the two brothers could both win a chip this year college hardball nfl hardball somebody did you see the um the side i guess the the sideline reporters after the game is not like a real human being it's unbelievable no no he doesn't look real he looks like the you know the character in uh in Smash Bros. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? He looks like Is that. Is it Waluigi? The, no, the, the all black motherfucker that looks like um looks like a professor. I think his name is like the professor or some shit in his head, biggest shit on a skinny ass <laughs> neck. That's what that's what Papa Harbor look like that motherfucker. It looks like a spitting image oh, of a boat. Oh no, he it does. It's nah, wild. It does, it's a little he, weird. He, doesn't, he didn't look real to me. Like it looked like if you touched him, he would just like. Poof. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's an shit, industry plant. <laughs> that shit was funny. Yeah, that was it, it was a it was definitely a good win there for Shout Michigan. Fun game to watch. Um I another like thing that kind of confused me. So I had and maybe this is me being biased towards my bet. I had Alabama over 21 and a half team total and You are sick as fuck. Sick as fuck. Um especially on that play, but also you win the toss. It's not the question of why you didn't choose to get the ball first. I'm just no, you don't, you don't choose to get the ball. You I understand that, but, like, why don't we just – and even if we get held on fourth down, we kick the field goal, let's go trust our defense. And many people can say, well, the running game, Blake Corum just killed him and in two plays got in the end zone, and that's fine. Game over. But they were up there. When you got to play – you're going to play a little bit more conservative if you're down or if you scored first. I was – maybe I'm saying that for my bad because if you yeah, just get held on fourth and you kick the field goal, then I get it. Yeah, them boys scored 20 points the whole game, bro. They scored seven points in the second half. It was three and out after three and out, and they weren't stretching the field. We one stop, bro. We, just kicking, we had the best Alabama kicker of all time. This was almost a Get perfectly a stop, played game outside of the third quarter. If they played the if if that third quarter doesn't happen and they, they come out in the in the first half, they come I'm out in the second half like they did, like seven, they would have killed like them. 10, by like 10 or 14, bro. But it sounds crazy because Michigan really dominated the game, but they really, like, Bama could have won that by 14. Bro. I mean, how about if you look towards the end of the game, the the possible it could have been a safety there to end the game on that punt. Special teams killed him, and you look at from the first series, the interception. It wasn't an interception, but you almost turned the ball over, and then you punted away. Then it's then Bama gets the ball back. They punted away. Muff punt. Like all the momentum was trying to get to Alabama's side, and it just did not work out because the defense, the sacks. The center issues. We it was like we're talking about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. It's second in a million. We can't even get positive plus yards on first down. So you gotta just give some hats off. We had everybody talking all over social media where it's, you know, Saban got out coached and maybe he did. But there was a lot of miscues and negative plays on both sides. You can look at Alabama on offense and these miscues with the snaps and these negative plays on first down, and then you can throw the same shade on Michigan for special teams. Michigan should have had this game. Shout out to the ESPN crew, too, for making adjustments. We ain't paying the J.J. McCarthy pop this year. No crazy, Damn, bro. No crazy allegations going <laughs> No crazy allegations. We made some adjustments. We don't always got paying the people. Yeah. You know that cl- I remember that clip did pretty good of the uh, – We don't always got paying We're people. not going to say it again. It doesn't need to be said. people have their privacy and watch their kids. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, Texas and Washington. Michael Penix <laughs> moves on. 37-31 and a nail-biter. Again, coming down to the final play. And Washington takes this one. Another undefeated team. Two 14-0 teams heading to the chip. This is uh, uh, was just yeah, a we got really the B- fun game. We got the BCS National Championship. Yep. Like, this would have been the BCS National Championship with no committee. Yep. And like I said, 
two years in a row, can we all agree, maybe besides 2015 when Ohio State went with Cardell Jones and Zeke and them, the games weren't as good, but that college football playoff was nice. This was probably the best college football playoff. Last year was probably the best college football playoff. Now, this one take the cake. We'll see what, what the chip game has to offer. But I personally think we are going to miss the four-team playoff. I understand with all the opt-outs, like we were getting 20, 30, 40, 50 people in the FSU game opting out for New Year's Six Bowls. That's insane, and that's ruining the integrity of the New Year's Six. So the 12-team playoff will probably bring back the integrity of these Orange Bowls and the Peach Bowls and shit like that, and it'll be more fun to watch. I just think we're going to have the Liberties of the world in there. We're going to have the UCFs of the world in there. We're going to have the Cincy's of the world in there. The Liberty. Missouri's going to play somebody. Are they going to be able to score points? I just don't. I think that first weekend of the 12-team playoff might be a little, hey, unless we see some upsets. I have to see. What I do think will be cool, though, is that second weekend on, that from when it goes to eight teams and all, I think that'll be cool. But I do honestly think, when they make 30 for 30s and shit about the 14 playoffs, we're going to people motherfuckers going to be sitting back at our age at like 35, 40, like, damn, we ain't appreciate the 14. We was hating on the 14 because we was trying to get it changed. But the 14, think about how much they made these conference championship games big, these late season rivalry games, how big they, like, the Grave Diggers not that big. I mean, it's big, but it's not as big if it just puts them into a bigger New Year's Six Bowl, like, you know what I'm saying, or the SEC championship game. And instead, it puts them into the college football playoff for a chance to play for the national championship game. So, I don't know. Shout out to the 14 college football playoff. I'm going to respect it. I'm going to miss you. And you got, for the chip game, you have Washington taking it Covered on Monday night. or whatever. Whatever it is. Money line, kid. Really? So, you're going with the underdog? I was all underdogs the there. I don't even care what it is, bro. I, I don't even care what it is, bro. I'm taking Washington. With, how, could I bet on, how could I bet on How could I bet on Michigan with a straight face? I think if, you bet on, if you're not from Michigan and you bet on Michigan, like, you just might be... You're either a really weird person... Four or you're one half. of those Oh my yeah Penix money line That shit almost That's probably like Plus 180 You're either a really weird person Or you're one of those betters That's like super obsessive About making About hitting all your bets And not having any inkling of fun Which is cool But so, like it's, it's cool for some people that's I was cool uh, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna say I, I was on Sometimes Bama Sometimes I have fun I punch buttons like the UFC money, like the UFC joint I showed you. I had mm-hmm. Josh Emmett money line in there Like that was just me being like I'm gonna bet on Josh Emmett Like here fuck it I was on Bama I was about to get crashed out But I, I think right now, even though I want to see Penix win it, why can't we just say, you know what? Like, Harbaugh, oh, go get it. taking Michigan. I think Michigan. I am. That defense really scared me. They, they You think they're going to cover it a four and a half point spread? I don't give a fuck about covering four and a half. I'm talking about Natty Champions and J.J. McCarthy's going to do line? it. I'm just gonna, the money lines, they're heavy. It's like plus 165 for uh, Washington and Michigan is minus 150, I think, minus 145. They're favorites. Just is it, I mean, it's almost the same line as the Bama game too. It's the same thing. So maybe we'll do a team total though, or you know, we t- and over the over is fifty six and a half. So I think we can get that if the teams like to score and teams that play Washington score, and so does Washington. So I kind of like the over there, fifty six and a half. Uh, let's get to the, the boys was underdogs versus Oregon twice. Underdogs, underdogs everywhere Texas. they play. Everywhere they play. It's been the same line. It's literally been this line. Four and a half is going to get better than three and a half. That's all I'm going to say. We're going to, I'm taking the – Penix is not going to lose by more than a field goal. I'm going to just stamp that. All you right, might we'll not stamp win it. that motherfucker, but – We'll go Michigan for me and Washington for Mukavelli. Betting on J.J. McCarthy when Penix is on their side is crazy. Like, I would just feel bad. My quarterback can't throw the ball down past 25 yards, and then, like, Penix can just – I don't know. <laughs> you might know ball, though. You feel me? Before we get into NFL Week 18 player incentives, I want to give a huge shout-out to our friends over at Props.Cash. 
Thank you so much for the new gear. Uh, you guys have treated us so, so respectfully. Real ones. And uh, just like real ones, man. Pete, you're the GOAT. Thanks for all the new gear. You guys keep sending us some great stuff. So uh, just want to give you guys a shout out there. The app does work great too, by the way. Yeah. If y'all were wondering about a customer review, the app does work yeah, A customer great. review right there for you. The so props that, guys. Great. You guys are the best. We appreciate you guys, and we love you, Pete. Thank you guys so, so much. All right, NFL Week 18 player incentives. Just want to read a couple here. Thanks, Sal Vitri. Vetri, sorry if I'm botching that you there, got pal. A lot of time in your hands, my guy. I know it's a lot of time, but it's probably worth 3.8 million impressions or views. Yeah, 3.8 million impressions on this uh, this big thread on Twitter. You are an absolute goat for doing that. <laughs> Just want to touch on your first reply to this big one. The, the the main tweet that he says here is, I don't know if you know this, but NFL players are fighting for key incentives this week, and you can take advantage in the betting markets 13 player incentives you should know for week 18 only going to cover a couple here but Odell Beckham Jr he needs 185 yards for a $750,000 bonus five catches for $250,000 bonus and two touchdowns for a $500,000 bonus he says that Odell has a lot to play for this weekend and consider his overs I do like the five catches we know Huntley's playing not playing bro I I think I don't think he's playing for real you don't see his tweet no, I didn't see his tweet. I think he put some on social media. I think he said, "Don't bet my shit." Really? I, think, I look up Odell. I think he said, "Don't bet my shit." I don't think he's playing, bro. He he tweeted, "Just hit the search, like hit like search Odell, like go get, do, do." Oh, it. just do, just hit a search yeah, on Odell and see. I what... think somebody. I think he said, "Like don't bet me." Odell yeah, has spoken. Don't bet, don't bet on mine for sure. Yeah, I don't think he's playing. Assume this means he's resting week 18. <laughs> but, you know, the reason why I'm saying that, though, is because let's remember with the Brady and Gronk stuff, both of them didn't need to play, but you want to get your money. So it's things where Odell, like, who doesn't want a quarter million just to catch the ball five times in week 18 when even though the Steers are playing for something, the Ravens don't. They don't really necessarily have to. Um, it's something to look that, towards. They got that motherfucker unders listed? No, if they listen, he them, said, yeah. "Don't bet my shit." Yeah. All right, motherfucker, I'm gonna bet the under. Take it before they void it. The fuck. Um, another one, looks. real quick, I want to mention here too is on DeAndre Hopkins. This is a game they're playing the Jags. Jags win for the division. Hopkins is 49 yards. He needs 49 yards for a million and seven catches for a quarter million. Big things there. 49 yards, that's it. Whatever his overs are, we're going to take nah, that. Yeah. I think seven catches See, is a nah, stretch. Last one we could, that but we can get behind that one. Because we don't, we ain't win shit in Tennessee. I'm going to need that bag. So we're going to need catches. And and then here with the Seahawks, too. Again, uh, in a big spot, too, for Geno Smith. If the Seahawks secure a playoff spot, he'll earn a $2 million bonus. Oh, hell that's man. big time there as well. So there's just plenty of guys here. You got... Jordan Love with a motive, extra motivation this week. If the Packers win and make the playoffs, he'll earn a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. Now that's literally the Packers win, they're in. Y'all fooling? That's some bullshit. I know Jordan Love, Asian, looking at this stuff like, man, what the fuck? How y'all going? How y'all going to give Geno Smith a fucking two million dollar bonus? Ten year, damn near decade, decade veteran quarterback. He got DK Metcalf, Kenneth Walker, fucking JSN. Fucking Tyler Lockett, fucking Pete Carroll, Jamal Adams, <laughs> fucking Bobby Wagner. How does he get two million fucking dollars to make the playoffs? But I, Jordan Love, who the fuck I got? Aaron? <laughs> That's it. I got Aaron. I got Christian Watson when he want to play. I got Jane Reed. I got Christian Watson, Jane Reed. I got Jane Reed. That's a good shout. And I got Matt LaFleur. Y'all going to give me 500K, man? Fuck y'all. I don't deserve me. 
a lot of things that these people have to play for and these players have to play for. So Asia going crazy right now. But the bottom line is, in week 18, when a lot of people are sitting out, with just a small amount of research, there's money to be made in this player incentive week 18. That's all it is. Wait, so they gonna avoid? Are they gonna avoid Odell though? If I mean, he first of all, he might not even be listed to begin with. That's the problem. Not even play. No, he's probably saying he might not even play. Yeah. So he might not even might not be not even be there. Uh, speaking of an, a big week eighteen, I personally have a big week eighteen. My division future bet is on the line plus five thousand. It's a six leg parlay. Here are the legs, and then we'll get into the outcomes that need to happen. The Detroit Lions to win the division, which they did for the first time since ninety three. Kansas City Chiefs, they won last week, so they win the division. That's another green check mark. The San Francisco 49ers, that's a green check mark. They win the division. Then we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just have to beat the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Then we go to the Buffalo Bills at the night game. If they beat Miami, they get the green check mark, which most likely they should. Most likely. And finally, this is going to be the hardest one. We need the Saints to win the division to cast the whole thing, plus 5,000 to cast the entire thing. What needs to happen? The Saints have to beat Atlanta at home, and then they will need a Tampa Bay Buccaneer loss in Carolina. Now, that game was 21-18 the last time they played. Baker's dealing with that rib injury. Sessie's going to be fine. It's going to be a sweat. But if somehow, in some way, we can get to the night game where the Bills win for this plus 5,000, I mean, Wait, come on! You have a cash out right now. I have a cash out now. It's up to I. It's a, I put a hundred dollar bet on it. Uh, the cash out's up to three oh three now. Take that, bro. Three thirty, bro. Literally cash out and then bet Bills money line and Jags money line. That's maybe a good idea. Fuck. Yeah, what the fuck, bro? Cash that shit out. Wait, nah. I'm not even trying to be that bull because I hate cashing out. I, you know, I I literally don't cash out. Like I hate cashing out. I just think they're because aren't the aren't the Bucks playing for playoff contention too? Yeah. See, like, like if, hate, if Bucks win, I they get it. I hate to be that guy. I really hate. I hate being this guy right now because, like, you're you know you're on camera. Motherfuckers' perceptions of you is who you are on camera now. So now I'm the cash out guy. <laughs> no, you're not. You know, but you're not no, the you're, motherfucker you're, watching. You're the that's realistic. Just, that's the just realistic. Me, he meet me for the first time. <laughs> now I'm the cash out guy. No, you're the trust realistic me, bro, guy. Trust me, bro. This is your first time watching the show. I am not the cash out guy. <laughs> I do think you should cash out that 300 and then take Bills and Jags money line so you can still ride the bet without having. Carolina, fuck you. Bro. Yeah, I th- and and here's the deal. That would be so ass. Here's the deal. I, if if the Saints just won one more game, or you could do a little two fifty on the parlay and then put fifty dollars on the Carolina money line, so you could like at least be like, ah, right. you know what I'm saying? I could be get maybe a little sweat out of this, maybe get three hundred if they win or something. I just think they might fuck you, bro. But there's also you had a hundred dollars sitting there for eighteen weeks, bro. It's been gone. You've been spending hundred dollars on shit. Yeah. Like yeah. I, that, that's kind of where I am. Even Bart's had that shit. Yeah, I know. Like, why? Well, and also, people were like, I, I was showing the ticket to a bunch of people, and they were like, "Why would you throw a hundred dollars on that?" And I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" Oh, like, shut the fuck first up. First of all, why? Why not throw a thousand on it? Why not throw a thousand on it? And and second of all, fuck It's a it's a future bet. It's eighteen weeks. Why don't you divide eighteen by a hundred? It's like fucking two bucks a week. Yeah, that's true. It's not the actual math. That was nah, thirty six. But you know what I mean. That's like if true. we're gonna, if we're gonna go there, I never thought of it like that. But if if you want to think about it like that, then nah, you should have put more on it. Like, bro, like if the Saints just won one more game, we wouldn't so even be bad, in this situation. Bro. We would be cashing this entire thing. So I mean, it is what it is. But that's the sweat that we have. Derek Carr, bro. We might be lucky we were we got this part with Derek Carr. Yeah. Well, and there's a huge playoff picture that that we're getting into. Um, 
it's just we we already touched on on the outcome there for the for the Saints. The Bucks, if they win, they're in. They don't have they don't need a loss. They're fine. Packers are still fighting. Um, if the if the Dolphins lose, they can go as low as the sixth seed, and the Bills with wins from other teams and a loss for the Bills could potentially kick them out. There's so much that's going to happen for the picture here in 18, but if everything goes how it's relatively supposed to, then all these high high favorited teams this week are going to get in. I think this year is going to teach us more than any year in football history. Chill the fuck out until week 18 is done. Matter of fact, chill the fuck out until we get to February 4th. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. think about all the narratives about the seat. We were sitting here on this seat thinking we were some jolly, smart, sharp motherfuckers being like, what are the odds for Miami versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Facts. Miami might not even make the fuck playoffs. Eagles look like the worst team in the fuck league. <laughs> but the thing the thing that's funny about the NFL, the bro, the Bills, we were pronouncing the Bills dead. We were talking about this Jags team, Duval. I mean, y'all limping. Y'all, there was a point to see this shocker took our conference. This year, we got 12 meters. We got to slow down sometimes. Even still, though, I think we got to slow down. Get to my birds. Yeah, A.J. Brown. Had a very good interview. Very, very good PR move on his part. You could tell he's a smart motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? You could tell he majored in journalism. <laughs> but I do think this could... Like, I, it made me feel better about the team because you think about it, I had it. So, here's my cope. Here's how I coped with it at first without even without even watching the AJ Brown interview. I'm like, if you if we looked at the goal of the schedule and we went through this and we was like, yeah, at the end of this coming out of this, we lost four times or three times, whatever it was. I would be sick, but I'd be like, okay, what would it be, like 11 and 5, 12 and 4? Yeah. Going to the playoffs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, we probably suck, but like it, <laughs> it, it, we still where I think we should have been when the season started. If that makes sense, maybe besides having the one seed solidified, I've I'm, we're, we're right about where I think we should have been when the season started. If you get what I'm getting at, especially after I came on this pocket after the Patriots game week one, because I was I almost might have to declare myself as the, as the first motherfucker that had the red sirens going off in my head. I watched that first game and I said, Ah, you, but. The way AJ talked in the interview, it sounded like they not tweaking at all. Nick Sirianni said something in the interview after a game, and we all take it for face value like he's telling the truth. And AJ Brown's in the interview and says he was just lying to have our back. So all the shit that we was tweaking about, we spent 30, 40 minutes arguing, going, or not really arguing, but going back and forth about talking about is this the problem, this the problem. Was this somebody trying to get the blame away from the team? Like, I don't know, bro. Like, I have a weird, strange feeling that I don't think we're going to go to the bowl or nothing like that. But that 49ers-Eagles matchup that we all been waiting for, I think it actually might happen again. I really do. Because look at how we, we – I mean, the Cowboys blow out hurt for sure. But just if you want to refresh, just go watch the game in the link. It was an amazing game, crazy game. We were the better team clearly in that game. And after that week, we were getting put in that pedestal being the best team in the fucking league. So, you can go back to the Bills game. Now, the Bills are one of the better teams. When we beat the Bills that week, it was like, oh, well, the Bills ain't really shit. So, now the Bills about to be the what? The two seed? If they... So, I don't know. And maybe there's not that much turmoil in the locker room as we think. So, I don't know. Just pump the lead. This season taught me we got to slow down. 
Just slow down. That's why uh, Mylotta even talking with the escape room and everything. I mean, that's a little phony. I thought that was a little phony, but they they had fun. But in talking about, he he was. We was doing it. Me, me and my people in the escape room was on a trip. We and during COVID because we had nothing. But it was do. all like. But if that got leadership, right, it got, yeah. If it gets all right, it gets all. That's right. the point that he was trying to make was leadership because <laughs> he's right. getting a bad rap. But you mentioned the Bills and and where they were, and I I almost bring this simply back to where the future division bet was, where I need the Bills to win the division. After they lost that Eagles game, I'm like. Oh god. Shit's over. It's it's actually over. That was supposed to be the game. Cuz you go you go you lost in the heartbreaking field goal, game-winning field goal at home against Denver on Monday Night Football. Then you stay at home and the Jets come to town and you kick the doors off them. And then you get to the Eagles in a game that you had full control over and you lost that one. And then you have to go to Kansas City the next week. I'm like, "Well, it's over." They Lawrence. find a way to win that game against Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead. Then you come back home against Dallas, who at the time still is very, very hot. And you murder them at home. Murder them, 21 points. And then you somehow, well, then you get a, you know, you get your, your hard games here, or your hard games are out of the way. Then you go Chargers and you go Patriots. But after the Eagles lost, you had to win out. And two of those games of those last four were in Arrowhead and then against Dallas. And then the last game of the year is in Miami. So the fact that they're in this situation, we were talking after that Eagles game that they were out of the playoffs and they're here. So good Do on the Bills. Do you remember the show with Kenny when I was talking about the OC change in Buffalo? All right. As long as we remember, my guy. As long as you remember. As long as, we remember. as, long as we Just remember. keep watching how that OC cook in the playoffs. Telling man. you this playoff picture is going to get crazier, and, and you said it best, though. Let's just hold off until week 18 Travis over. Kelsey, nah, but what I don't have to hold off on. Did Travis Kelsey sell a soda to Pfizer? Um, I mean, okay, so that's funny that you mentioned that because so uh, all the Aaron Rodgers stuff on the Pat McAfee show just kind of throwing slight digs at Kelsey <laughs> for Pfizer. doing that, Mr. Pfizer. Um. Now we see the numbers come out. What happened? How much he got paid? They paid him $20 million. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he sold his soul. So, like... Is 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 is, is T-Swift a cover-up? Is she like a... I don't know, but like $20 million a, for that commercial? Oh, hell no. Come you on. to see a late addition to the Epstein list? Come on, bro. $20 million no, are we about for to see that late, commercial? Are we about to see a late addition to the Epstein list? <laughs> no. Because there's no way James Bradbury really held cuz. Ain't no way James Bradbury really held Juju. So now I got to ask Travis. <laughs> no. <laughs> now I got to ask Travis, bro. Is this somebody about to be on this list? No. <laughs> Pat Mahomes really good at football all of a sudden. It's like, nah, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do that. Like, nah. <laughs> he said, oh, all of a sudden. That was crazy, though. And there's numbers come out, and now everyone's like, hmm, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But I guess we gotta pump the brakes because 20 million is crazy. 20 million. Let's also remember, he's making $14 million on the field this year. He just made 20 million on the so commercial. He had, a, he had a $34 million year. He got T Swift. Shit. The personal brand's going crazy. Podcast is going crazy. What a year for Travis Kelsey. Did you right? trade your soul for that? For $20 million? $34 million, Taylor Swift, the podcast booming. I think I would. Wow. Y'all, y'all hear this? I think I, You would sell your soul? I think, I mean, hey. That Illuminati listening right now, they like, we gonna get one. <laughs> we gonna get one in a couple years. This is, hey. Nah, they not gonna fuck with me, bro. I need my butthole, bro. Commercial. I need my, I don't know. We don't 20 know million what, for the commercial. I'll do it. We don't know I'll what Travis it. did, I though. will do we it. We don't know what Travis did, though, bro. You, you ain't me seeing this Cat Williams stuff and this P. Diddy stuff? Yeah. You sell your soul, bro. You don't just sign a paper, bro. You got to have some sex with somebody, bro. You got to do some weird shit. 
I'm uh, saving myself. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna do like you. Yeah, you gotta sign the paper, but then you gotta do something. Then you get the money, and then you get Taylor Swift, and then you get the, and then you get all the two hundred fifty million followers. But you can't. But you gotta be humiliated in some type of way. That's what they say. So that's why. That's why you're not playing well. That's what they say. That's, that's why I'm saying though. I don't know if he truly is like all for it. No, nah, I don't think so. I'm just fucking around. But. I don't think. Well, well, I mean, I think he just didn't know. I don't think he just knew knew better for what he was really promoting. And I think he saw twenty million. and He said, "Fuck, I'm gonna grab it," which I think is equally as dumb. But I think that's what he really did. But now he can say, "I got twenty million." So and I, I mean, tell us what. So I mean, two who's, things, who, two things that I me mean, right now I cannot say. And New Heights is going crazy. So I mean, who's winning here? Right now, though, right now, right. I don't want Taylor, but I do want twenty million. Yeah, who's winning? All right, uh, front office sports, loving their stuff that they're tweeting here. We're going to highlight a couple things here. This is something um, just fun that I saw that we want to share here. Front office sports tweeted this. In 2017, Florida linebacker Jeremiah Moon met Jacob Long and gave him a pair of cleats. Six years later, Moon plays for the Ravens, and Long is a U.S. Marine who was part of this past weekend's flyover crew in Baltimore. They share a picture there as well of both of them in Florida and then uh, in the tunnel, I guess, uh, at, at the Ravens game. That was really cool. You see Jacob in the gear there and in the uniform. That's just uh, really cool stuff there for both of them. It's crazy that the connection is like that, and uh, just to see not only the development from player to player from Florida to Baltimore, but how Jacob's grown up here from a Florida fan and now a U.S. Marine, part of the flyover crew. So really cool. Just wanted to mention that. Hats off to you both, fellas. Very nice. Very nice Dude, stuff. Front office sports, bro. Chill. Like, motherfuckers is reporting shit. This is supposed to be, that's supposed to be like a Super Bowl weekend story, like heartwarming. You motherfuckers breaking the press in like January. They have it pinned to the tweet, some, pin, pinned some. on the top of their uh, Twitter now so everybody can see. Or sorry, to, X. What are you supposed to say <laughs> that for the Super Bowl? Front office? Yeah, media week, right? Media you know week. Be a nice little story. Nice little E60. E60 story. That was, that was ruined because front office sports wanted to make a tweet. Again with Front Office Sports We are back with Front Office Sports A lot of you guys seeing this this week Hard Knocks provided a look inside Tua's helmet cam And some crazy footage we got to see And a lot of things going over Social media of What he's actually seeing And what these quarterbacks see When they drop back to make a throw I'm just amazed What are these guys seeing And maybe it's because He's on the shorter side, and everybody's been saying this when he was getting drafted. Oh, how's he going to see over the line of scrimmage? Those offensive linemen are so much bigger than him. Well, how he's able to get this vision and find these guys deep down the field is unbelievable. I love the helmet cam. We definitely need to see more of this, not only on hard knocks, but just in general. We like Us as fans need to see this kind of stuff. But, you know, we, we brings us to our, 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 I guess, question of this topic here of the hardest positions in sports. No bullshit. At least in football, because I mean, or in football, I mean, sorry. Like, this is what like most people, because just from I played, I mean, I played quarterback for multiple years, but at least at a serious enough position where you had to read the field one year and dog at the high school level, you had to do the littlest things, like one or two things pre snap, and it's plenty of motherfuckers, me included, that were not that good at that shit. The amount of shit that they had to do at the NFL level to at pre snap. Because you look at through Tua's view, he can't see shit for real, bro. Everything he's diagnosing, like if I look on this side, if I go look left on this side of the field, I see this type of coverage. I already know on the right side of the field, Jalen Wilde's going to be open because they're in cover too. Like that type of shit and to be able to turn around on a dot, 
know his pressure coming from his left, so he has to get it out fast and make it and make a perfect throw. Like that's the shit that it's like, bro. Some of these guys aren't human. Also with the height shit, like motherfucker, like why everybody talking about the height? Like he's six foot what? Look, motherfucker, like you literally can't like literally can't, you're looking at. I don't know white what helmets. he's seeing. You're looking at white helmets in front of you when you try to make these throws. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, and I've been on the train of the corner. Corner's been the hardest position in football for the last couple of years, in my in my uh in my opinion. But I don't know. Quarterbacks probably sitting there like. For real, yeah, quarterbacks are probably like, why is it not yeah, us? Yeah, like, yeah, like, like for real, that's what y'all doing now. Like, I, I think I'm gonna probably have to go. Oh, I was hurt. I'm gonna probably go quarterback, corner, and then I'm at a standstill right here because I have three positions that I'm fighting for, which is tackle, center, and middle linebacker. Tackle, I, I mean, you have like, yo, a tackle might have to, he might have to block Aiden Hutchinson. Then you might have to go block Chase Young. Then you might have to go block Micah Parsons. Then you might have to go block, like, you know what I'm saying? Week to week to week to week. Bosa, week to, that could be, a, like, someone this year might have had to do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so I don't know. Those guys are different. You have, like, the Kelsey's of the world. Kelsey pulls. Kelsey calls the protection. Kelsey calls the slide protect. Kelsey makes the snaps. Kelsey leads the tush push. You feel what I'm saying? Run checks, pass checks. Like, it comes from the center. Talk to the quarterback. Taking care of the ball every single play. And then you got the middle linebacker who's a quarter, which I think middle linebackers, if we talking about at least not, I think they're probably, t- I think I think it's top three, top five hardest for sure, like not even close. But I think middle linebacker is the most underappreciated position in football. Like people don't under, like the smartest, the smartest player on your defense, sometimes it's the safety. A lot, I mean, there's a lot of safeties that are the smartest player on defense, but most of the time it's the middle linebacker. Quarterback of the defense, more than likely is your linebacker. Motherfucking linebacker knows what every single every single D lineman is doing, knows what every single corner is doing, knows what both cities have to do, knows what the offense is doing, knows when the quarterback makes this check, what they checking into, and then he has to fill the gap and go tackle fucking, you know what I'm saying, DeAndre Swift coming out hill at full speed. So, like, I, it's hard for me to decide. I'm going to probably give a slate nod to the tackles. Just cause. Hasn't this, this week especially, though, just given a little bit man. more respect to – Centers as well, just bro, from what we saw with center. Alabama and that's what I'm Chase. Saying, bro, you touch the ball every single play. Like, I, even that part of being a center is underrated. Because like, once we see that motherfucker, black people get the ball. The guy's like, oh shit, yeah. I saw Stephen A. Smith on first take on on Tuesday explaining, going off on this point, saying, I have never on this show in all my years, talked I think he's a talked about a center. <laughs> and like, I'm saying that respectfully. I'm just that's what he said and well, we having a full conversation about center. Like it's crazy. So I guess in that instance we're just shining a little bit more light on it's the hard, hardships hard, of a, these positions. It's a hard position. Because everybody just looks, oh, it's the offensive line. They're just blocking for the running back. They're just blocking for the quarterback. It's a hard position. That's bro. the way you look at it. So I think I think at least from that two a helmet cam just shows a lot from the fan perspective and also just shows the POV from what they see behind the line of scrimmage. Where we're seeing that sideline, you know, press box esque view, I guess you want to call it. But that I was pretty mention, cool. I will mention to my safeties. I, I pre- you know what I'm saying I'm a safe former safety. I know how, how drop how hard your job is. But for real, for real, I will mention all my specialists: punters, kickers, holders, long snappers. <laughs> you guys, you guys are five, six, seven, eight, nine. Don't nobody want to punt, kick, or hold. You can ask anybody on the team. Motherfuckers like, I can kick. I'm at the long snapper, damn it. I said long snapper too. Okay, long okay, snapper okay, too. Okay. Motherfucker, don't nobody <laughs> want to do none of them jobs. People act like they do until it's three, three, 30 seconds left. You got to make a kick, hold it, or make the snap. Don't nobody want to do that shit. That's my specialist. 
Hardest position in football. Hardest position in football. Look at you go. Special teams. Specialist. All right. To Mr. David Tepper. Uh, lots of news on Tepper here this weekend. And the drink throwing on here where this motherfucker's crazy. Tom Pelissero here. The National Football League on, on X on Twitter. Tom Pelissero. The National Football League find Carolina Panthers chairman David Tepper 300000 for his unacceptable conduct in Jacksonville during Sunday's game, the league announced. Now, here's a, a, a quoted tweet here from Darren Rovell, and I'm going to give you my take after we read it. For those scoring at home, finding David Tepper 300000 with his net worth being $20.6 billion, is the equivalent of finding the average American $1.77. Okay, my take on this, my opinion on this, is I understand that. But still, $300,000 is a lot of money. And $300,000 for pouring a drink on somebody is insane, in my opinion. I get it. $300,000 to $20.6 billion net worth is chump change. It's nothing to them. I don't know, man. Like throwing a drink on somebody and you get three hundred thousand fine—that's crazy. Like, <laughs> I understand the point. I understand his position. You can't be doing that. But also, like, he's getting heckled, and like everybody just can just yell and scream at him, and he can't do anything about it. Like, he just—they're yelling inside his press box. I mean, come on, man. It's sweet. Come uh, on. I'm, I mean, first of all, anyone complaining about? $300,000 is crazy. Anyone complaining about his net worth and what that translates to what the average person would have to pay, that's just a flat-out skill issue. That motherfucker knows how to make more money than you, me included, and he has $20.6 billion net worth. Also don't like how y'all use the net worth. Like, that's what he's paying out of. Like, he's yeah. paying out of his net worth. Thank you. Thank like, you. what the fuck we're using the net worth for? Like, he might have a mill in his bank account right now, liquid cash. Like, y'all don't know how these rich people, I mean, I don't know how these rich people move. I don't, but let me not act like one of them motherfuckers. But if I had to, you know what I'm saying? No, I get it. If I had to, if I had to guess how these rich people move, they money is in the assets. And if he wants to get something that's really expensive, he has to get a front on the asset he has. Like, I don't think this motherfucker is walking around with $20 billion or, you know what I'm saying? $10 million in his bank account. He might have a mill. He might be walking around with 300K. That money, that money risked his shit. He might have had to go to reserves. Like that 300 k He might have had to go to reserves. K. Now, his reserves is long as shit. He got long ass reserves for life, but he might have to go to reserves. 300 k is a lot of money, 300 k is a shitload of money. Like, what y'all, y'all think motherfuckers just walk around here with 18 million in the account? Just lit, like, yeah, like, I got this cash right now. We can just boom, bite. Like, that's why I think it's, it's just, it's outlandish to compare that. $300,000 for a drink pour of what? Probably water? Sometimes you gotta it's understand ridiculous. that somebody... Just might be a little better than you at something. Man. He's a little better at making money than most people. And I'm not saying <laughs> you know that. I'm saying? And I'm not saying that the three hundred thousand is ridiculous for the fine that he got. I'm saying three hundred thousand dollars for throwing the drink. Like that's that's a fine. That's, that's a, insane. It's a fine, bro. He got he got that much Wait, for doing that. So like it's like what y'all want to do? So if LeBron gets in a fight in the NBA, y'all want LeBron to be fine more than a rookie because of LeBron? Let's just talk about how y'all want y'all standards to be held. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm I was just generally like shocked. Like everyone was all going, "Oh man, final more equivalent of one dollar and seventy seven cents." Final more, like what? Y'all are like yo, you are y'all are the motherfuckers that were, I hate the most when I was in school, man. Y'all <laughs> that's like find him more, pointing the finger, like yo, like sometimes y'all gotta be able to be like, "Oh, he was drawn," and keep walking and just keep walking, baby. Y'all be everybody. And you know business. what? The three hundred thousand dollars, I guarantee you, he was not like 
Oh, chump change. Here you go. He was probably like, damn, I guess I'm never going to throw a drink on somebody again. That's he, what it was. He probably ain't like that. Y'all think just because people make more money, they just don't like losing money? Like, yo, <laughs> yeah, like, what? Yeah, be awesome shit. It's like when, <laughs> if, if, if you guys are placing shit. a $10 bet, you're pissed when you lose that Still 10 mad. And it's 10 bucks. Your $10 CVS receipt parlay would lose only the one leg that you knew it wasn't going to hit anyway. Y'all be mad as hell. <laughs> and you're mad as shit. It's the same fucking thing. Like, same thing. Weed, like. Let's move to some fun things over at Barstool Sports. And Jersey he Jerry. He's crazy though for throwing drinks on motherfuckers, but. Maybe he was being, that's what I'm saying. He was being heckled. It's a little crazy. You can't be throwing drinks on me. I mean, so he's just put in a position where he can't do anything about it. That's just that sucks. You can't throw drinks on niggas, bro. You're 70 years old. You throwing drinks on people, bro. Yeah. Well, I just had to point out how that's a little crazy. You it sad, is a little crazy. You 80 years old. Yeah. Well, all right. right. Uh, well, crazy that's week. Sally, Sally down. I mean, down. Well, I mean, look, he learned. Morgan Spear might throw a drink on somebody. I'll tell you what. 21. Yeah, I bet you he's not going to throw a drink on anybody again. Any, anymore. Anymore. That, shit's, that ship has sailed. Over to some news in Barstool Sports. It was always Jersey Jerry. Starting off the week on Sunday, the Pittsburgh Steelers fan himself. I'm surprised that he actually took this game in Seattle. The biggest bet of his life, $20,000 at plus 155 The $31,000 win to pay out 51000 Unbelievable Sunday for the kid. And then he keeps it rolling right after. I mean, number one trending on Twitter. The long hole-in-one stream. You get the hole-in-one challenge. You can't leave until the hole-in-one is made. Every 30 minutes, there's a punishment. It, it The list goes on. And you get everybody that's weighing in on this. You had Brooks Kepka. You had the PGA Tour. Max Homo, Ricky Fowler. Live Golf got involved. Denny Hamlin was involved. Tom Brady was involved. And you get shots like this. How does it not go down? Multiple, multiple, multiple shots. Five inches away, five feet away, six inches away. Almost got it in. And finally, he gets the hole-in-one to go. I saw some stuff on Denny Hamlin watching it in, in from his gym working out today. It was always, from TaylorMade Golf, it was always shot 2,627. It was always Jerry the Kid. After one day, 13 hours, and two minutes, it's over. The big celebration on the simulator in the Chicago office. I mean, I really feel like we are, are sitting in, we're not even a week in to 2024, and it's the year of Jersey Jerry. Dave Portner saying he's back on Jersey Jerry. I mean, hats off to you. <laughs> I don't know how you can hate this guy. One of the more fun guys at, at Barstool with the excitement. I don't know how this got so much coverage and Me and and that he was number one trending on one, Twitter. One day is not, one full day is not bad, bro. One full day ain't bad. It's not like he's an insane golfer either. Okay? I was going to say, what's his stick? I'm like, one day ain't bad. I feel like one, I feel like I couldn't do it in a day. It's like one full day, bro. He said it was 150 yards on the dot, to be exact. One full day, bro. I don't know if I'm doing Like, you have to... I don't think I'm doing one It's just day. the year of Jersey Jerry. You win that's, 51 grand. You get out here tough. on this stream. You go in absolutely insane. The Watt brothers are tweeting at you. Everybody in the sports, sports world is all over you. You're getting your face cropped on golf magazines. I think, I think you could do it in, like, 12 hours. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if we sat you in front of a simulator for twelve straight hours, I think you probably. It's do something it. I'd, I'd like to try. I mean, it's it's I think cool that they would do that. Nah, I would think there's a handicap. I think like I think like fifteen, sixteen up. I think you like in that twenty four hour. Yeah, 
I think 25 up, like, it's going to take you. Like, you going to be there. Like, I'm going to be there two or three days. Like, Which eventually I would love I think, to try that, too. I think 10 handicap, like, were you at 10 handicap? I think you could do, I think you could do that shit. Like, I, I think, also I think just, you did, like, six out. I think you could, I think you could probably, because I think you are good enough to where you can give, it, like, you give yourself enough chances to get lucky. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm my top four, flat it, jank. God, now, now I finally get my swing back together. Now I was on the green. You also gotta now give I, him some you know credit for the like that. Ain't, that ain't easy. You gotta give one him some day credit is impressive. For like, I think one day is impressive. I think it. I think it's the impressive. fatigue aspect too. I mean, I'm tired of shit. We're at twenty six hundred shots. Getting blindfolded. You taking lefty swings. You. I mean, he got maxed out at like the twelve hour stream, and one then day. restarted it again and kept going. One and day. and also That's shout out to all the viewers that were in there that just kept vibing with him. That's insane. I mean, twenty four hours a day and thirteen hours. What is that? Thirty seven hours. It's unbelievable that he no, was that able to getting, be, go getting, for that, that long. Should be getting motherfuckers through work, bro. Motherfuckers at work, bored as shit. Like I got Jersey Jerry, bro. I know how I be. I got Jersey Jerry. I, I mean, I be, I be, I be, dude's insane, pad, bro. He had pad on. Like, pad on that word. Number like, one, I still can't believe it. Number, I don't know how it happened. Like that, just once it happened, everybody was involved. Number one trending on Twitter. It's it's just un, unreal. And what a week for him, and uh, a great kickstart to the year. It's the twenty twenty four is the year of Jersey Jerry. All right, over to our last couple of things here. The New York Knicks, a little NBA stuff. Been a while since we covered some of these uh, uh, topics here in the NBA. The Knicks tape made a big trade. Knicks tape makes a big trade. How about it? RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly with the 2024 second head to Toronto. RJ, welcome home. Sad to see you go. 2019 third overall Jeez pick. Christ. You get the year later, 25th overall pick from quickly. Sad to see you both go, but you know what? Both of you get to go together. RJ saying when he got there that it's nice that he has his brother there to go through the change Facts. and the flight, the travel, the move, uh, you know, getting new places up there, all that kind of stuff. To do it with somebody that you've played the last four years with is uh, is definitely very fun um, and makes it just a little bit easier. But also, the more important part for RJ Barrett is he grew up in Toronto. He grew up a Toronto Raptor fan. So his, his goodbye thing... His goodbye message to the Knicks ended with, Toronto, I'm coming home. I was a fan when I was a kid, and I'm coming home. On the Knicks side, Mr. OG Ananobi comes over with Precious and Malachi Flynn. Um, so, Knicks fans were a little emotional because of the, I guess, emotional attachment that they had with two first-round picks out of RJ and Emmanuel quickly. And uh, I was a little bit too, but the big thing with OG is defending. Last year, a lot of steals, all-defensive team, and this is a good move for him. But now we're starting to think of, is this the only move they're going to make? And I'm seeing more and more things on social media that is Julius Randle next. Is he going to be a part of the big package? And what he's doing right now is unbelievable. Him and Brunson have taken over this team. Mitchell Robinson, obviously, out for the season. Isaiah Hartenstein coming in here, 17 boards last night, crazy, and and... We're starting to see a lot of moves on the positive side for the Knicks. We've seen, and I go on this rant every single time we talk about the Knicks, but it's something just to like not forget that in years past, we've always talked about the Knicks as, you know, you just lose again. And what's next? When is there going to be change? Now, the, like, the change is here, and it's happening for analysts all over where it's finally a different statement other than they stink again. And it's, well, this team can can get into those top four, top five in the East, 
They finally can be put in this category. I'm liking what they're doing. I, I haven't liked what they've done before. I'm liking what they're doing now. I'm very excited for what's going on here, what the development's going to happen here. Tibbs is the guy. Leon Rose is making some moves. Can't wait to see if there's going to be some other moves. But so far, he's... I mean, Ochi was coming into this averaging 15 on the year. First game at home. At least it wasn't a away game. Gets coming to MSG over the weekend. And then he gets 17 in the first performance. Plays well. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I, I'm sad that RJ uh, is gone. And it's funny because I was going to get uh, this season. I was going. I was deciding on a Jalen Brunson jersey or an RJ Barrett jersey. Didn't pull the trigger on any of them. But I, I was... Jalen Brunson. I, yeah, cause, and, and because yeah, he's him and because, uh, you know, with the contract for your deal. But if I got Barrett, then I would have... Christos Porzingis jersey gone and Barrett jersey gone. So, um, yeah. But you know what? I'm happy for the Porzingis Knicks. Porzingis New York jersey hard though. Yeah, I think that's hard, bro. Nah, that's hard. Like you rock that a little later, he gets a chip in Boston. Like, oh, you got Porzingis, like a real Porzingis fan. Like, Dave, you got Porzingis Knicks, John. Like, that's tough. But on the trade, like, I think Twitter, at least what I saw on the internet, was way too hard on the Knicks. People call L trade automatic loss this and that. Like I don't. They were think, saying the Raptors fleeced. I I think this trade was way less about getting OG and Anubi than in pressure to with Malachi Flynn than people think, and it was way more about letting RJ Barrett and Quick go be players they need to be and getting players they don't need in their current system they have right now. You pointed out how much better Jalen Brunson and, jo- and Julius Randle were playing. It's, I think their the, the first couple games without him, it was every single time Jalen Brunson has 10 assists and every single time Julius Randle has had 30. And it's like, we thought Julius Randle fell off. We thought Jalen Brunson didn't want to pass or couldn't pass the ball or was a ball hog at times. But look at the Knicks. It's like, at times with the lineups, you would have Quick and RJ Barrett with Shadow Forward sometimes or Quick and Jalen Brunson with Shadow Forward sometimes or Quick with Shadow Forward, Josh and DiVincenzo and switch that with RJ Barrett that's another player on the wing on a team where you already have two people that need to hold the ball a lot we saw this problem with the Sixers fucks up the floor now you have two players on the wing at a point it could there's lines where it could be Brunson quick and RJ at the same time way on the way on the offense at least from what I see Dante or Josh being in the corner and then one of the opposite of them being the opposite like dunker spot gray area and then it's like we play off that Julius Hartenstein and the high post pick and roll Jalen Brunson well if I have two players that need to be on the wing and need the ball that pick and roll or high high post action with with Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, that spacing's fucked up. People need the ball now. Like now, I have four players that need like a twenty five percent usage rate. That doesn't work because there's more than four people on a basketball team. So when Jalen Brunson became the superstar he became, and Julius Randle, they already saw who, who he was with his second team All NBA year, and they were confident as you can see how they moved with him. Like they were questioning trading him that one year when he was playing too well, but they end up hanging on to him. You can see that someone in that building believes in Julius Randle, at least, and they they saw how it could end up being right now. Now, on the Raptors' side, I think they get another player because I don't really think the Raptors were in a weird position where they were at like, the Bulls, where it was like, we have talent here that people want, but we also have talent here that we can, like, we still have Pascal Siakam, we still have Scotty Barnes, we still have Gary Trent, we still have players that you can actually run with. I think I watched a couple games of the Raptors recently, more recently than one where they played uh, Memphis and beat them. Quick looked really good. RJ Barrett looked really good. They just look like it's more of their world because in Toronto, look what they lack. They lack that creative, off-the-bounce guy. Like, Scotty can be that sometimes. Pascal can be that sometimes. But it's like 
to those two guys, you already know, it's like to an extent. But RJ, especially quick, when he's gone, it expands that offense so much. So I think this was the biggest win-win, especially for two teams that needed a deal in the East. And I think at first people were hella hard on it. Like, I think the Knicks are going to end up being real now. You're going to really see Julius Randle and Brunson, like, ascend to that top one-two punch in the East. They've already been doing it. I think it's going to be consistent. And I also think, not that it's not that much about OG, but it just opens the floor up. And then you open the floor with a player that can actually shoot and play outstanding defense. So it's only a plus. All, and on top of the rebounding, because you're not going to have Mitchell Robinson this year and it's hard all year. OG's going to average five, six rebounds. I think this is a win, 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 win for everyone involved. Shout out to Leon Rose and shout out to the Knicks because y'all really had a slam dunk. And the Raptors front office has been doing this thing for years. So I'm interested to see how this plays out for the rest of the season. But I think both teams got big Ws. And if you if you you put the emotions aside, especially for not so much yeah, for RJ, I'm not a, I'm not a Knicks fan, so it was easy. But if for you me, put like, it oh, away right. for quickly, you can remember that he didn't get the extension at the beginning of the season. We God. knew that the future was basically oh, sure. not there yeah. in New York for quickly. So he was going to go at some point. If it was during the season, probably was going to sign somewhere else at the end of the season. Exactly. So you can get him out of the way. Now it also opens it up for especially Quentin Grimes because he's in a better position to get Facts. more tick. And it now puts your new addition this year, talk about the Villanova Knicks from Dante DiVincenzo, he now gets bumped up to the starting lineup. And like he's dropping that. 30 and 7 threes like in his first game as a starter. Because the role they want him to play, he wants to play it. Like, Quick didn't want to play that role. RJ didn't really want to play that role, even though they weren't trying to make him play it. But that role, Dante and Josh... More so, Dante can Dante can fill it up a little more than Josh can. They want to play that role. Like they just want to play that role. OG wants to play that role. So that's really what I think is going to excel the excel the mix for real. We're in a good spot, and and so I can't. I, I, the East is just such a gauntlet right now, dog. The East is a gauntlet. Um, heading to that Knicks Sixers game I tomorrow. Could about, yeah, I'm talking about who's all day. I know. East we'll have to get it. Uh, you know, get, get, get over. Get back to these. And B's might win another MVP. Him or Shy? Like yeah, he's snapping. I saw um I saw I forget who it was. It was a start bench cut of Shy, Ja. I forget who the other one was. God damn it! But it was a tough one. Um, and uh, damn it, bro! I forget who the third one was. Would have been nice if I could have remembered that. Shay Josh. Was it Shay Josh and Trey? No, I don't know if it was Trey. Shay, Ja Morant, Shay, and I don't fucking know the other one. I can't. I just saw it last night. I should have. I should have brought that. I I can't believe I forgot that. It would have been nice. Um, all right, but let's close out this uh, first show of 2024. Little NHL. Not too much, though. Uh, had some big things on the Winter Classic. The best team in NHL right here, right? Yeah, well, right now it, it's Boston um, by a point. Oh, by a point, but it's okay. Rangers, first team to 50 points uh, going into the new year. First team to 50 points since the 94 season. That's when they last won a chip. So that's very exciting. Damn. As the guy that's winning, wearing a uh, Rangers hat. And I'm a big narrative guy if, if anybody has not understood that yet. Okay. But for the Winter Classic, we see a little crack in action and Vegas. Vegas does not score. So funny seeing their social media team. Isn't that shit indoors? Yeah, they did end up opening up the uh, oh, they ended oh, up opening up oh, the oh, dome. But it, that goes to my point. But we, I was just laughing at the the Vegas social media team when they tweeted out, oh, we had so many goal graph, special goal graphics for this game. We <laughs> didn't get to use them. So my thing with the Winter Classic here is when you think of Winter Classic, you think back to the cold games. And, you know, years ago we saw we saw the Leafs and, and Red Wings and, and all the guys wearing snow hats and the Gators and goalies got – 
you know, beanies over their helmets. Everybody's freezing cold. You can see their breath out there. That's what I think about a winter class. The last one I can remember, maybe this is biased, but when it was cold, City Field, Rangers, Sabres, you could see the breath again. You could see the Gators on. It was a cold game. I think that's what the winter classic should be. I understand you make it where there's a home team and there's an away team and you play in the home team's stadium so you get those home home, you know, those home fans. I understand that. Mm. My take is a little bit harder and a little bit harsher for the fans, but I think you do a neutral site every year in a cold setting, in a cold stadium. You have two teams and you can switch them up every year like you do, but make it so it's cold every year. And I understand that's going to be tougher for the fans because then you got to travel to a neutral site. You're going to be freezing your ass off. I don't know if every fan can get there. You're yeah, not going to have a home crowd. But that's the Winter Classic. Yeah, like, that is the nostalgia of the Winter It's got to be cold. It's got to be outdoors. And, and we shouldn't have to worry about, oh, is, is, can this place keep, you know, keep, the, keep the, the, the ice cold? And, you know, I'm seeing stuff on Twitter. Let's do a Battle of Florida down in Raymond James. And let's do fucking, you know, Tampa, Tampa Bay Lightning and the, and the Florida Panthers. Like, I, I mean, if you want to do that, fine, but send them up to Ann Arbor, Michigan and do it in the big house and get everybody cold and fill out that stadium. That's what I think of when I think of the Winter Classic. I don't think of, you know, it was cool seeing, you know, hockey rinks in these newer stadiums, in in these baseball stadiums where you're not used to seeing that. That's cool, but make it in a a, a cold setting. That's where I'm kind of getting at. Yeah, indoors is corny as shit. Like, like yo, I think it should be like a couple te- I think a couple Eastern Conference teams should just get it. Like, I think it should. I think it should just switch between the prestigious Eastern Conference teams, and then they could play a West team or whatever. But and like, for example, should be in a cold stadium in the East Coast, or at least in the middle of the country where it's cold. And y'all should, if y'all want to go outside, I thought that was part of shit. Like, that's oh, part of it. Y'all crazy. Y'all go to winter class and sit outside. Yeah, we are. Okay, y'all got that. And that's like, I thought like, that was the whole. I'm going to Devils Flyers at MetLife. The week after the Super Bowl, February seventeenth, we're in the middle of February. You have to assume that that shit's going to be cold. Cold as fuck. And I mean, I would hope it. I, I honestly, I would hope it, it. It would be. That's the nostalgia. Outside stadium series game at a football stadium, like that's what we're looking for in these games. So hopefully it will be cold then. But the Winter Classic, I just think we gotta look to to. Get it back to we're wearing beanies and we're cold. And I mean, uh, hockey players play in, in, in colder arenas. I'm not saying they're freezing, but they're colder arenas. Don't they want to be out there for that? Put them in a big stadium in a cold weather atmosphere. Big thing with Vegas, though, they do lose that one. They get shut out. Uh, 3 nothing in the winter. Classic. Now, let's look at this from Big Head Hockey. Every team with more points... Then Vegas since November 1st. You got the Jets who are on a tear. Rangers obviously on a heater. Panthers, Stars, Colorado Avalanche, Vancouver Canucks. Who would have thought? Philadelphia Flyers out kicking everybody's coverage this year. Kicking everyone's ass. Pittsburgh Penguins, Nashville Predators. Everybody's ass. Los Angeles Kings, the Boston Bruins, the Islanders, the Oilers, even the Arizona Coyotes, Carolina Hurricanes, the Washington Capitals, and the Seattle Kraken. And, and they say at the end of this tweet here that there's some trouble brewing in Vegas. Now, just like NBA, just like NFL, just like any other sport, but I guess specifically in these two 82-game season sports, that's why it's 82 games. 
the cup champion team can't be perfect all year. And they be getting fucked up out there. <laughs> like they probably sore, banged up. You know hockey players. It's part of it. Way but it is a crazy stat players. to see that half this league has been better than them in the past two months of hockey. And as we're hmm. getting into twenty twenty four. That sound like Yeah. <laughs> I plays football. <laughs> Philadelphia uh is it start with a P? I don't, I don't know. Philadelphia Eagles. I don't even know. But I do my fires be wrecking shit. Even though they can't score, even though we can't score on a power play for fuck all. Mm-hmm. We be wrecking shit, bro. Yep. Like they actually play like it's low it, it, it can get boring to watch. I fall asleep a couple times because I'm a new gen hockey guy. So sometimes the defense I like that new gen. The defense scrap time type of team. We want to just get the you know four check and shit like that. I get a little bored sometimes. I do want to see some McDavid shit out there. That's why TK got me every now and again. And Fairby. Fairby been snapping low key. But I like what we're doing. Motherfuckers tell me not to watch. Dude. I've been tapped in and it's been fun. And it's they been were, fun they to were watch. projected to be fifth. Harrison can go ten. We know Carter Harkin, but Harrison's been a nice little spot, bro. We play defense. The ball tip it nice. Like, we got something going. The stadium, cool. Cool little vibe. They're give you towels and shit. We be chilling. Yeah, people are starting. Yeah, we were there a couple weeks ago. Oh, um, like, what you talking about? Don't watch the Flyers this year. I mean, it's it's crazy where this team was projected to, to finish fifth to last. Fifth to last. You might finish fifth. They're above the pack. We I mean, we're, we're, we're damn near even money to make the playoffs as Flyers fans. No, I think we're gonna be in there. Unless, I think, like yeah, I think you're gonna get in there. I think you're gonna get in there for sure. Unless a collapse happens, but they just gotta be able to score goals. But man. damn near even money. I mean, it's not like anything crazy would happen. But to see that, to see them get it's in there, it's just insane. That let's do it for the fans. The power play is that fucking bad. Yeah. Like I just watch power play and I'm just like, hey, he probably ain't two minutes, just two minutes. Hey, it's, 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 just, no, it's just two minutes of game time. It's just two minutes of game time. Yeah, it's not really a power play. It's just two minutes of game time. We can score. We probably have a better percentage of scoring when it's not a fucking power play. Right. Keep it a fucking buck. We don't like the Rangers. Rangers, I think y'all power play like they, they're they're unbelievable in the power play. The every time I watch y'all game, y'all just score. Y'all like that. Y'all like the Oilers the one year. We all just score every single. Just one score every goal. single time, and it was kind of like that last year. Dealing with some injuries with Capo Caco, Filipino, going back home. To deal with nah, another concussion. Panarin is Panarin's insane. Every game I watch, Panarin does. Two hat tricks before the new year yeah, is wild. He's got 50 points on the year. He's uh, this is unreal. 27 goals. Uh, we're just we're talking about you know. Panarin has 27 goals. Yeah, and and <laughs> I just I, I'm so like not shocked, but maybe a little bit shocked at at the progression. From last year to this year, it was a slow start from last year. And then we saw what happened in the playoffs with no points in in the seven-game series against the Devils come off. We shaved the head, and now we're like a whole different human on the ice. But you got have to give some credit to, you know, the other guys in the league. Nathan McKinnon popping off another fantastic season to start off. Now we're into 2024. McDavid's doing his thing. Kucherov, though, is lights out this season. That's our points leader. That's our goals leader. Uh, well, that's our points leader. We got McDavid, or not McDavid, Austin Matthews adds our goal leader, 37, to lead the league. It's fucking ridiculous. He's going to do it again. Um, but Are we even at the halfway point yet? No. Oh, my God. So, this is... This is coming down to be another fun stretch. Remember, we had our, a nice like playoff uh, show last year. But when we talked about that, we were really honing in on the matchups that we had last year. And every matchup in the first round, every series was, was fun cool, to watch. Yeah, it was cool. And now I think we're going to see a little bit more of those different teams. See the Jets. Flyers. Actually, you know, maybe do something. 
See, Yo, the Canucks are nice. See, the Canucks. They be kicking our ass. Bro, I. I be kicking our ass. Maybe I missed something I in the offseason. I thought they were ass. Maybe I missed something in the offseason. I thought they were ass. I didn't see this coming. So I it's mean, like. We're it's top like, three in the it's league. It's like us and the Canucks are like the teams that are like, yo. For me, I mean, I completely missed out on what the hell was going on in Vancouver. But good for them. Good for the for the Canadian teams. Okay? Good for the Canadian teams. Boston's still going to be those guys. They will fold again. They will fold Wait, again. Wait, con- are, they, are they Western Conference? Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. We need a good trip, bro. We need a good trip and good vlog. What's, I like, like, I feel like, isn't, maybe I'm dumb. Is, is like, is, I think Toronto's the closest one. Bro, I was going to say. Is I Toronto heard, closest one? I, yeah, it is. I heard Toronto's lit, but I heard Vancouver's lit, too. But Toronto's East Coast, right? They're Eastern Conference? Yeah, I need to get my passport. <laughs> yeah, we got because then we can go up there and, and hang with Drake in the six and go to the Raptors game. Fuck Drake! <laughs> I'm trying to go there with them. I'm trying to go there with my gang. <laughs> Fuck him. You know we, what I'm saying? Go to the uh, Scotia Bank Center. Nah, they don't like. I don't think these people like when we come to their city, man. I saw how that man in LA treated us when we was in his section. Facts. That we do fake content. We do fake content. Well, the man, camera's going wherever it's going. Ain't like people. he was talking to his bitches. That's what his problem. Was. Yeah, well, it's a little just a little. Uh, Motivation Not stuff. Not we, my fuck. You know what I'm saying? A couple of us were talking to his bitches. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was ready to... My man was doing comedy. I was ready to mix that, dude, bro. <laughs> I know. You was talking shit to him. <laughs> said, don't press us, bro. Like, oh we're trying to make our own content. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> don't press us. I was like, yo, let me run this play at least before you punch one over. Punching, bro. We can't wait to get back to those vlogs. Uh, 2024 is going to be... We due for one, bro. We are due for we one. We due for one. I, I, you know, I sit on the train at home from this full-time Maybe job Maybe like a tea party golf trip or that. something to kick the season off or something. Yeah. I just think about that. On these train, long trains home, I'm like, dude, I want to go back to that. I keep getting these memories. I'm like, the biggest times in that. What if we took like a trip to like... To like, like What's a good Honestly, it would have to be warm like, though because we can saying, bang take a, three take store. A trip to like a city in South Carolina, or like we can go to like to Nashville, do a trip, and like, I know they probably got some crazy t- golf course in Tennessee. Yeah, because Nashville. it would be like three Party birds with one stone. Because then we do show, vlog, and tea party. I mean, that's crazy. Nashville got teams. Yeah, I would like to see a Predators game for sure. I mean, that stadium is probably better than a Titans game. Sorry, I'm not saying we're gonna go in the fall. Tennessee the don't fall. got no basketball team, huh? Memphis. <gasps> John Moran. <laughs> I'm freaking out. <laughs> oh, y'all might have heard us playing our next trip. And we can drive We there. wanted to go see John play in a playoff game and then go party in Memphis and Tennessee. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was about to say something outlandish. <laughs> what were you about to say, bro? Just say it, bro. Oh, you edit the fucking podcast. I was going to say, we're going to follow him to the strip club. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yes, we are. With or without you, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. I'm gone. 2024 uh, is off to an absolute my, my banger. Black I'm going to be gone, man. Oh, fuck my God. About. We made it through 2023. The show is still here. We ain't going anywhere. Big plans for 2024. Thank you to all the real ones sticking with us. Into the new year. If you watch this long episode in 2024 on YouTube, make sure to drop a like, comment. Do not forget to hit that subscribe button. Audio listeners, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, drop those ratings. They do help us a long, long way. And if you want to connect with us on our social media platforms, our Twitter is at ADED Podcast, Instagram at ADED Pod, and our TikTok, simply the name of the show, 2023. 
saying goodbye 2024 saying hello you've been listening and watching to the all day everyday show with all day aj and manny ruffin man we're in 2024 show's back we ain't going anywhere see you all soon oh man dog Oh, R.I.P. Doggy. Oh no, I didn't even notice. Oh, <laughs> R.I.P. A real one. We gotta move on from bro.